Hello, and welcome back to the Enchanted Podcast, the show bringing you all the latest Disney news. I'm Lauren. And I'm Howie. And today, we're going to be reviewing the original Star Wars trilogy. And yes, even though we are a Disney podcast, Disney owns Star Wars. <laughs> and also, we just really, really like Star Wars, so we're just I'll throw it in there. We're just a tad bit obsessed. Just a little bit. Just a little. We haven't been doing Star Wars night at Lauren's over the entire quarter, no. Yeah. Haven't been doing that. <laughs> so, we're just going to jump right in. We imagine you've seen Star Wars. If not, then great. Then you'll hear all about it. We're going to spoil it all. (laughs) But it's tons of fun, and that's what we're here for. Yeah. So we're going to start off by talking about A New Hope, released in 1977, the very, very first Star Wars movie. And for me, (laughs) if I'm reviewing this one, it's not my favorite, and I know it's the first one, and it's the classic one, but I think it's the most boring out of all three of them. (laughs) Definitely a bit slow moving, yeah. and at certain points, I think especially during the uh, rescue mission for Princess Leia, I almost said Carrie Fisher, at that point you're like, oh, so it's almost over, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh yeah, we're halfway by now, and then two hours later. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely parts where you, it just, there's a lot of build up points, and then it doesn't seem to like lead to too much. Yeah. But overall, you know what? It's a good movie. It started it all, mm-hmm. and we appreciate it. For me, if I'm saying, I think the movie doesn't really start until you meet Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> I do. I think it's important that we get Luke's backstory, mm-hmm. though, especially the scene where he's looking off into the distance. Oh, the binary the sunset. Sun. <laughs> just, that's just iconic cinematography right there i mean you gotta have it Mm -hmm. this i mean this is the intro to a galaxy far far away this is the movie that started it all they just maybe could have made it not as slow (laughs) george (laughs) i think they definitely because it was all george in the first film i remember apart from i know his wife had a lot to do with the first film or his wife at the time yeah she did yeah she actually did have a lot to say i think she a lot with Luke's backstory, mostly. She wrote the uh, scene where Luke and Leia swing across the yes, balcony. Yes, so yes. thank you. I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> because if I'm thinking back to when I first saw Star Wars, which I think was like Christmas when I was really, really young because my uh, uncle gave my dad like the complete set with the original trilogy and then the prequels that had just come out. We don't talk about those. No, (laughs) we're not covering them. Uh, But I definitely remember the swing scene where they go across and just everything Princess Leia. From that point on, I was like, I'm Princess Leia, but also I want a lightsaber. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't everybody? (laughs) You're right. (laughs) And yeah, same for me, because when I first saw Star Wars, I was like seven. And it was just something that was always playing on the TV. My dad always had it on the oh, TV. Yeah. And I'd sit there and watch it, and I thought it was cool. And then a few years later, I just completely just forgot about it until maybe five years ago. And I, I feel was, like it really was the sequels brought them back for a lot of they people. They did, yeah. Because I remember growing up, and I loved Star Wars, and then I feel like, I don't know, especially middle school, they had all those dystopian uh hunger games divergent (laughs) things 
But then when Star Wars came back, I was like, wait, no. <laughs> this is it. I was like, how could I have forgotten? Yeah. yeah. And I bought the box set of all six, the prequels and the originals. It's such a pretty box set that you have. It's, it's so <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> the artwork is incredible in that book. Mm-hmm. And I just watched it in one day. Don't ask me how I managed to do that. <laughs> but I watched all six films in one day and I was hooked. Now I'm back here obsessing about yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, for me, I don't feel like the movie starts until you meet Han Solo. That's really when things start to pick up. Also, Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, Lauren Harrison just having Ford. a session over Han Solo. So, of course, great. she's asleep the first half of the movie. And then as soon as Harrison Ford appears, she's like, oh. Now it's going to get good, now y'all. It, now it's time. Now I can wake up and actually pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts about when does the movie really pick up for you? Do you do you agree with that? I can understand where you're coming from for that. I feel like it's just each scene is very long. I mean, even just the opening scene and stuff, there's just a lot of back and forth between the rebels shooting at each other and the stormtroopers shooting at each other Which and then both have horrible aim oh yeah and <laughs> both sides can we talk about their <laughs> their acting when they get hit oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think they're so long just to give us an introduction towards these characters especially pretty much the whole tatooine is just build up and giving us background for luke uh and then that first scene is just the introduction to leia but, yeah, I don't think they have to be so, so long. Yeah. Just reminders for next time, George. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got it. And he got uh, quite a lot of help. And, of course, we have to talk about the cantina scene. That's the most famous scene of them all, I think. Oh, yeah. So and famous that when they did the sequels, they were like, bring it back. <laughs> yeah. I think every movie, every Star Wars movie that they make from that point forward always had a cantina. Just mm-hmm. always. If you didn't have a cantina, it wasn't a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting just because I feel like bars and restaurant places just don't get too, too much attention in uh, movies. I know in TV shows, a lot of times, like, that can be the whole setting for them. Yeah. But it's just so iconic because they really took something from the actual world but made it just turned it upside down (laughs) in a sense but we could still relate to it so that we appreciated and liked it but it was still so weird that we were interested and we needed to know more and just I love the cantina band (laughs) oh yeah they're great and you got to see all kinds of different creatures which is I think what really interested people when it first came out because I mean we weren't alive yet (laughs) but we hear all these stories about people when they were 10 years old going to see Star Wars and they saw the cantina scene and all these creatures and they thought that was the coolest thing and they got the action figures and all of the Lego sets Mm -hmm. and you know it just it expanded from there and I have to give a shout out to another podcast because they picked up on something that I didn't pick up oh yeah and that's the the bartender in the cantina when Luke and C-3PO walk in he says hey, we don't serve their kind here. (laughs) And (laughs) shout out to Get Off My Podcast, a Harrison Ford podcast (laughs) named after Get Off My Plane. (laughs) Uh, They pointed out that maybe the bartender is a little droidist. (laughs) 
I think I read something about this. I don't know where, but I think it was droids actually killed his parents what? or something dark like that. And so he just does not work at all with droids, doesn't allow them wow. near. Which I is crazy in the Star Wars universe because probably half the population or, you know, population of the universe is a lot of droids. Yeah. I didn't. I've never heard that. But that is an interesting... Yeah, <laughs> interesting take. Yeah. They also, um, Get Off My Podcast, also talked about Han Solo being a little droidist, too, because he's <laughs> kind of... He, he calls him Goldenrod. He's, you know, he's not his favorite. <laughs> yeah, but think about how many times C-3PO has come in between him and <laughs> Leia. <laughs> him making any moves on Leia. I mean, their first kiss scene, C-3PO is like, uh, hey, guy. <laughs> Can y'all stop? Because C-3PO has no ideas of human emotion at all. <laughs> but I think I think Han Solo was like that from the beginning, just in the first movie. Oh, yeah. Before he even met Leia, he was just like, all right, what's with this droid? <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are like that with C-3PO, though. Because C-3PO's like, kind of nosy. He, he likes to get in your business. Yeah, and he's a know-it-all. He's yeah. like, we're not going to survive. And they're like, okay, guy, <laughs> chill out. The odds are. Yeah. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. (laughs) I think that was, I mean, that's the main takeaway from the cantina scene for me is just how different it is. It's a whole different world. Yeah. And a whole new world. (laughs) I think that really introduces us to the Star Wars universe because before that, it's really just the spaceship, which, you know, it's called Star Wars. They're in space. Yeah, they're on a spaceship. And then Tatooine is... It's beautiful, but, but it's, it's a, a desert. It's a desert. There's not <laughs> There's much to it. There's nothing there. <laughs> There's no, like, beautiful, majestic mountains and waterfalls. It's just sand. Sand. I don't like sand. Should I, should I quote it? Yeah, it's do it. It's coarse and rough and irritating. It gets everywhere. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My one takeaway from the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need it. <laughs> no, we didn't. But now you can quote it, so yeah. it has its uses. Mm-hmm. When you're at the beach and the sand's getting everywhere, yeah. you can you have that now. Also, some really intense stuff happens in A New Hope. They destroy Princess Leia's planet. It's just gone. That's <laughs> honestly insane. Because it's one laser, and it hits the planet, and it just sparkles. It's just nothing. There is nothing left of Alderaan. It's just debris. And it's, it's so unbelievable. Sad. And it's, I feel like it wasn't sad enough almost, even though like just thinking about it is sad. But we never, we never see it. We never get a feel from it. The only thing we know is that Leia, that's Leia's home. Yeah. That's it. But and even of course we feel for this character because we have a connection with her, but we don't know this place. But we don't even see Leia get emotional at all. She just carries on with the mission like nothing. Which brings me to my next point because I'm also very upset (laughs) that this movie has Luke upset that the fact that Obi-Wan is killed by Darth Vader. But who goes to comfort Luke? Leia. Leia. That's ridiculous. The girl who just had her entire planet blown up. No more family. 
No more friends. No more friends. Literally, the entire life that she had, there's nothing to come back from that besides the rebels, which is why she obviously gets that connection with them and becomes such a leader because she has nothing. It's yeah. so sad. I also recommend to our listeners that you read the book Leia, Princess of Alderaan by Claudia Gray because that was an amazing book. And some Star Wars books are good and some are boring and some you're just not sure about but this book over the entire time it came out and it got reviewed got nothing but amazing reviews and it was interesting because it showed you how leia lived her life on alderaan before before a new hope before you saw any of this unfold um so I, th- I think it was really interesting. It kind of gets to explain to you how much she was involved in politics and how much her parents try to keep her as safe as possible. So that's a recommendation from the Enchanted Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that I have a problem with that. <laughs> that yeah, Luke is just all the fact like that we sad, get this sad and boy. emotional and sitting at the table. And he's like, Ben was such a nice man. You knew him for like a day, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's sad because I think his main attachment to him was he was the symbol of, oh, my life is going to change. Like, I'm going to move on from this. Because when he meets Ben, his his aunt and uncle die. He learns more about his father. He has to play with a lightsaber. He's like, yeah, I'm going to become a Jedi. And then... And he points it right in his face. Yeah. (laughs) Way to go. (laughs) so i can understand the fact that he's upset that he's like oh maybe i don't get to be a jedi maybe i don't get to lead this new life but i feel like he could have just had the same emotions as shown with leia where okay it's fine i'm just gonna be a rebel now i'm just gonna (laughs) kick some ass in that department yeah (laughs) i think the newer films that disney is behind now is making up for not really explaining the events of Alderaan to us because now we can see in Leia's dialogue that she, especially in The Last Jedi, when basically all her pilots got taken out, yeah. she says, I can't, I can't lose any more people. And her friend, Admiral Haldo, which you will also meet in the book, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, oh, yeah. she's got some cool hair. Um, <laughs> of course she does. She signs up to, to steer the ship and she's gonna jam it right into that dreadnought and we see leia there say like you know don't just please don't yeah you know i've lost i've lost too many people already and so i think the newer films are kind of going back to that and reinforcing it just so showing more of her trauma from losing her entire family her entire home and then signing up for this job where it's almost the same thing she's gonna she gets this new family from it but at the same time the job is dangerous and she's going to lose people. And I think that shows more of her character too, which mm-hmm. I think is smart from the newer films. I know there are people who don't like the newer films, but I like them. And I think that's something that they're doing right is connecting these sequels to the originals seamlessly, pretty mm-hmm. much. So should we go into our next film? Sure. I think we should first Or is there anything the, else? Uh, Oh, the, yes, the metal <laughs> ceremony. The metal ceremony. I, I, I just like listening to it without the music. <laughs> <laughs> just see all the dramatic faces. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's very awkward. <laughs> There's no dialogue. <laughs> Can we talk about the wink that Harrison oh, gives Carrie? <laughs> I, that's pretty much the only dialogue there. With that's the, it. Uh, yeah, that's it. It's the wink. Mm-hmm, that's the it. The only thing that matters. And also that... Scene. We should have a medal, too? Yeah, what 
what happened, man? What like, happened there? We gotta go Chewy Photoshop did a lot. this back. He I'm sure Chewie is the one who convinced Han to come back. Yeah, <laughs> he put up with a lot of of stuff. He got thrown in the get, trash. Uh huh. Yep. They, <laughs> they all did, in, but they, but they <laughs> threw Chewie in the trash. And <laughs> that's disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's move on to. Okay. So now we have favorite. The Empire Strikes Back, Episode Five. Don't get confused by the number. It's still the second movie. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, George. <laughs> Why'd you do it to us? So Empire Strikes Back, there's a little bit of a time gap here. So we don't start immediately after A New Hope. There's some time. There's Which like, I prefer. I didn't, yes. I didn't like going into The Last Jedi and it being immediately after the events. I was like, hold up. No, I need some time to breathe here. I need... I'm I the know. opposite. Really? I actually, I actually liked not having to jump between time because i think for the way the story was set up Mm -hmm. in the force awakens and a lot there was a lot that was not clarified we needed that immediate start with the last jedi i think we definitely needed that but i don't know it was just weird it was it was was strange to think all of this is happening in one week pretty much in a sense if you think about it i mean i don't know the entire timeline from each of the movies but it all there's a lot going on at once i'm sure the entire galaxy is like oh my god yeah what's happening and we open on a really cool planet no pun intended but it's called hoth and i think that's one of my favorite planets it's pretty cool it's It's once again there's really not much there like tatooine yeah i was about to say it's tatooine but cold yeah (laughs) But this is, and I think this is only because of the only two characters I care about in this movie. (laughs) And we see Han and Leia just argue the entire opening of the movie. You gotta watch this movie with Lauren. Because anytime Han and Leia are on screen, it's just, look, 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 (laughs) look at them. Oh my God. (laughs) And then there's occasionally a scream in there. (laughs) Little tidbits. You could watch the movie with your eyes closed and you would know when they're on screen just because Lauren would be (laughs) squealing the entire time. How can you not like Han and Leia? You know? True. I mean, they're cute. Just, I'm looking at this poster right now and like, "Mm." look, there's a chemistry there. (laughs) I'm not going to say any (laughs) more, but there is a chemistry there and it was great. (laughs) (laughs) We have the planet Hoth, the ice planet. And then we also get introduced to some more planets because A New Hope really just took place on Tatooine and the Death Star. Yeah. That was it. And then you had Yavin 4. Yeah, you have the Rebel base, which is beautiful. And I wish there was a little more of it because it's gorgeous. Every time I see it, I'm just like, ooh, I feel safe. (laughs) (laughs) And now in Empire Strikes Back, we get to see a new planet called Bespin, which I think is my favorite of the favorites. Bespin is beautiful. I thought we were going to talk about Dagobah for a second. I was oh, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. don't, I don't really like it. It's just... Dagobah bums me out, honestly. It's very depressing. And it's just a swamp. I also just don't think it's the most well done. I don't know, because it feels like in all the other areas, like, this is pretty real. And they actually shot on scene, obviously, with Hoth and uh, Tatooine. 
In Norway. But Norway was yeah, where they went for Hoth. It was Norway or something like that. But in Dagobah, it just seems very... It seems like it's a set to me because everything just happens in one area. I don't know if they filmed somewhere. I don't know. I, I don't was fil- think. That was filmed at Pinewood. Okay. I had yeah. a feeling. It just doesn't feel as authentic. It feels like Luke is stuck. And any time throughout the movie, which really not great because Luke is the main character, I just am not interested. I'm like, oh, we're back at Luke. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's where when you have the DVD, like me, I just skip (laughs) i just fast forward to whenever i see han and leia again (laughs) i mean it's great character development where he's finally getting what he wants to do he gets to be a jedi and learn with yoda who is insane but i do think it shows some of his best character towards the end which we're missing in the sequels where Yoda and even Obi-Wan are like, no, don't go. You need to stay here. And he's like, no. (laughs) Leia and Han are my friends. And he's already been away for so long. He's like, I know they're in trouble. I'm going. And I think that's just one of the most Luke aspects and that's what that's makes him a hero, characteristic. too. Yeah. That's what the makes him the hero of the story. His two mentors, one that he looks up to so intensely, Obi-Wan, I mean, he would do anything he says. I mean, he put the target thing away to blow the Death yeah. Star up. Luke just went in blind. <laughs> yeah, he really did, to the point where all the rebels were like, uh-huh, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> For him to stand up to his two mentors and say, no, I'm going to help my friends, I think that's just really shows what a hero he is and i kind of want to talk about some deleted scenes because that is something that not all of our listeners might know about because every i mean everyone knows the classic star wars movies but have you seen the deleted scenes (laughs) (laughs) they're quite interesting we have a extended argument on echo base from the beginning of the film Mm -hmm. i call them my space parents (laughs) 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 on and leia and it starts off with the scene that you see in the movie and and Princess Leia is trying to kind of persuade Han Solo to stay and help them fight. Yeah. And she says, you know, we could really use a leader like you. And he thinks, (laughs) because he's Han Solo, (laughs) that basically she's just going to miss him and that's why she wants him to stay. Uh Uh-huh. So... He's like, well, I have a debt to pay off to Jabba. Which so. is true. <laughs> Which is true. But he he makes it seem like she's all into him when really she's not. <laughs> um, and then, so you see that scene that's in the movie, and then it cuts to like a black and white clip of an extended version where he comes back after he says, after she, she says, I, I just as well kiss a Wookiee. Yeah. And... He comes back and he says, you know, you've been so busy being a princess, you haven't learned how to be a woman. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, oh my my God. God. (laughs) I'm like, what did you just say? (laughs) And then then they start throwing puns around, which gets really entertaining because he says, you're as cold as this planet. And she says, and you think you're the one to apply some heat. (laughs) 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 And... I don't know. It's just something about it just makes it so comical. I think it's their chemistry. Yeah. Because they just can bounce off each other. Mm-hmm. and You can it, tell. Yeah. They're both and so talented. And yeah. Yeah. Also, we didn't mention that while the film, while filming was going on for A New Hope, they had a, a little thing. So. It was That saucy. explains a lot. Yeah. It definitely explains. <laughs> their very, very strong chemistry throughout it. A lot of time. And Carrie... Carrie Fisher was that person that 
would she's just very playful and kind of just had fun on the set Mm -hmm. and people would be looking for her and they'd go to david prouse who was in the suit for darth vader and say have you seen carrie today (laughs) we're looking for carrie and he says uh why don't you check harrison's dressing room (laughs) (laughs) david prouse is really (laughs) so he called them out he called them out (laughs) and another deleted scene is a little more cringy. Uh, it's when Luke Luke just made it back from being attacked by a Wampa. He looks rough in this one. He's he doesn't rough. even look like Mark Hamill. No. He doesn't look like himself, which, yeah, he was just attacked and in the snow for yeah. hours. But a lot just, of it, though, he looks they terrible. did that for a reason, though, because Mark Hamill shot a movie called Corvette Summer, and he actually got hurt, and yeah. that's where... He got that mark on his nose where his nose it just doesn't look the way it was in the first movie. So they had to kind of cover it up with something. So they said, let's have him get attacked by a giant snow monster and that'll <laughs> solve the problem. But this is where he's now in the med bay. He's had his back to treatments. <laughs> he's just kind of chilling and Princess Leia comes in. I mean, she's a sweet character. You know, she's being a little too sweet. In she's this a scene. little too sweet. A little too sweet. <laughs> and she walks in and she's just like, are you doing all right? It's, <laughs> you know, mm, it's too much. She's like, it was a little rough out there. <laughs> the dialogue and in itself is really awkward. And it this is. one. And I think it's because they're like, in a sense, they're like, I don't know if our character should be doing this. Like, it just doesn't seem right. Yeah, she's. She kind of gives off like a like a motherly persona yeah. in this scene, uh-huh. but it's like too far because she just gets closer and closer, and then she brushes his hair out of the way, uh. and then she gets closer, and then she just kind of like looks at his face at like just like how like injured he is, and then she gets closer. <laughs> Stop moving, <laughs> and, and we're just watching this like okay. All right. Y'all can you stop can, now. You can back up a little bit. <laughs> and and Luke is all into it because he's like, wow, if I can get the princess, <laughs> then like, you know. You're thinking back to the first film where he's like, mm, princess, me? You, you think yeah. a princess and a guy like me? And Hansel was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> or that was that was Han. Han it was that. opposite, but it was pretty opposite. much the, the second movie is Luke being like, me and the princess? And yeah. Han going, no. Uh-huh. It, it flips. <laughs> and you could definitely tell in this movie that Leia's way closer to Luke than she is to Han because Han's just annoying the crap out of her. And you know what Han's motives are. <laughs> yeah. And she's not into it. Which is probably what makes it's driving him even crazier that he can't get this girl. <laughs> yeah. And so, and anyway, they get way too close. Fortunately, not close enough. And C-3PO does what he does best and comes in and interrupts them. There so, so thank you. Yeah. I'm cringing right now. <laughs> Hallie's, Hallie's pulling up pictures of the, the scene that I scream during. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, she, as soon as they walk in there, she's like, everyone shut up and pay attention. <laughs> And, yeah, so those, I mean, those were the two main deleted scenes um, yeah. from Empire Strikes Back. There's more. There's one of the Wampa coming into the Echo Base and just ripping the place apart, which is kind of funny to watch. <laughs> and you've kind of got droids that are just panic, panicking and rolling around as quick as they can. 
can imagine like little BB-8 units just (laughs) (laughs) rolling away in terror, bumping into (laughs) each other. That'd be hilarious. And I have to say, though, going away from the Han and Leia thing, we'll come back because there is something I want to touch on. Darth Vader's playing no games in Empire Strikes Back. No. He is full force. He's ready. He's coming for what he wants. It is his prime movie. He's just so hardcore. Yeah. That is some uh, Rogue One Darth Vader. For yes. <laughs> Very infuriated oh, Darth yeah. Vader. I think I think Darth Vader in A New Hope was just annoyed. Yeah. And at this point, he's just like full force villain. I'm all sure evil. Figuring, I'm sure he's also figuring out how to portray this character. It's supposed to be... Yeah. So evil, destroying planets one after the other, but... And he's willing he to is. go so far to put Luke, which he knows at this point is his son, yeah. into carbonite and just freeze him. Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> he's just... He's, he's it's like... It's something so minor you could look away and you wouldn't notice, but when Luke jumps in the carbonite chamber to get away and kind of hide from Vader during their fight for a second, Vader immediately is like, let me turn the machine on. (laughs) That's a good idea. Which, I mean, luckily nothing comes from that. But to think that he would just go so far at that point to... Well, of course Darth Vader has a plan. So he's like, well, I'm not just going to put Luke in there right off the bat. Let's carbonite Han Solo. Yeah. (laughs) And then then the rest of the gang will have nowhere to go because they won't have a pilot to take them anywhere will take them somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's Darth's motive. Yeah. <laughs> and but I'm just saying, what what was Darth Vader thinking? I mean, after he would put Luke in carbonite, then what? Um, would he just freeze leave him? On <laughs> I would he just leave him locked in there for eternity? I mean, or... if you do think about it, there's always, uh, and we see this in almost all the Star Wars movies. There is. The good guy and the bad guy, and they are both fully aware that there's always got to be yeah. another one, and their entire motive is pretty much to diminish the other one. Like, if you're good, you don't want any bad. Get rid of it. I'm thinking and maybe same maybe with the if, bad. Maybe if Luke was in Carbonite, they would have it so that Han, Leia, and Lando came to save him. Kind of. Like how they did for Han Solo in Return of the Jedi. Maybe they just switch it around. That would have been interesting. That would be interesting. Um, but something I want to touch on for the Carbonite scene is that um, the music was pretty spectacular. I mean, just a bit. It's just John a Williams. Bit. <laughs> John Williams in his prime. And I there is a documentary on Empire Strikes Back on YouTube that you can easily access and watch, and it's pretty interesting. It's it's all of the footage from. 1980 from when they shot the film and John Williams is conducting his orchestra but then he meets with George Lucas and uh, Irvin Kirshner who directed this one and they were kind of talking about what the music should convey and this is you know this is a point where now we have Han and Leia in a relationship now so for Han to be put in carbonite it's you know we come back to the thing about Leia Leia losing losing people. people And they kind of talk about that where, you know, Princess Leia says, I love you. And Han says, I know. And this is all buildup of music. And you don't really pay attention to it unless you're looking for it. Yeah. Um, But in the documentary, they show how the music changes. So I'm not a sound design 
major. <laughs> I'm not a sound design person for this. You have you just have that music appreciation. Yeah, and they have they have the scene playing on a big screen, and they are conducting. John Williams is conducting, and there's these flashes that come on the screen. So every time there's a flash on the screen, it changes to a new uh, theme. So you have you have like your Han and Han and Leia love theme, and then it, you could see the screen flash, and it changes to the kind of like the Imperial March, yeah. and then it flashes again, and then it changes to something else. You don't realize it unless you watch that clip from the documentary and you see it happen, and you're like, okay, that's, that's so pretty interesting. interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'll so there's a lot of thought that goes into it, and I think that's what makes that scene so iconic is the music and john williams did a fabulous job with that yeah and is there anything else you wanted to talk about or i i wanted to mention something about just the end scene it's so beautiful i think it i just really like it and it's interesting to see leia back in her dress white dress from the original movie i don't know it just like takes it all home and but a different kind of in a different and better hairstyle i think (laughs) (laughs) at least it's a little easier to move around in yeah (laughs) i wanted to talk about uh when they arrive on, actually, right before they arrive on Bespin, you have the scene, the very tight, tight scene <laughs> on the Millennium Falcon. Han makes his move. But when C-3PO comes in and interrupt, I, I got the chance to meet Anthony Daniels, which was incredible. And he told me that if you go back and watch that scene, uh, when C-3PO taps Harrison Ford's shoulder, you can everything was dubbed over. So everything was done in like ADR and redubbed so that you wouldn't hear any of like background noise that was going on on set and anthony daniels goes and c3po taps his shoulder and you can see a piece like a metal piece of his costume from his elbow just fall off (laughs) and you just see this flicker (laughs) and it's it's just now i can't watch that scene without (laughs) noticing that and I'm also just, like, really happy he told me that because yeah, it's a great scene. So cool. It's a very, like, they shot it a certain way for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's very tight. Yeah. Super, like, close-ups. Very tight. Tight space. Very, it's dark. And there's some shadows. And it's, you know, they, they knew what they were doing. And George knew what he was doing. And knew how to create the mood. <laughs> Round of applause for Yes. You. And then when they do arrive on Bespin, you meet Lando Calrissian, played Ooh, by Billy Lando. D. Williams, the best. He's just such a man. <laughs> <laughs> He's very classy. He is very classy. I think I just seeing his character from change from Solo, which was, you know, not my favorite. No, but, but I think Donald Glover Donald did a pretty Glover good job. Did a pretty damn good job. Yeah. And I love Donald Glover, so yes. I'm a little biased. <laughs> but he's a great guy. He's yeah, very talented. He's so talented. He does so much. Yeah. Um, but that scene where you kind of see Leia kind of pacing around this apartment on Bespin, the night before <laughs> they shot this scene, there was a big <laughs> Rolling Stones party, and they went, they were all invited, they got way too drunk, and you can see it. <laughs> in the scene, she turns around when Harrison Ford walks in, and when she starts walking towards Harrison Ford, he kind of, like, swivels around on his heels, and it kind of looks like he's thinking, where am I? 
<laughs> he doesn't really know where he is or what he's doing in that moment. He walked onto set and said, okay, and then went, yeah. wait, <laughs> how do I play this off? What they were still a little tipsy. A <laughs> little bit. Um, but that all these little details of things that happen behind the scenes are really interesting to see when you see it on camera. I and really love when we watched A New Hope all together, we were talking about um, how they dubbed over everything. And when Luke gets back from destroying the yeah. Death Star and he hops out of his X-Wing. He goes to hug Princess Leia and is meant to say Leia, but Mark <laughs> Hamill said Carrie. <laughs> it's so cute. It's honestly it's one so, of my favorite parts cute. now. He, she just goes up to him. She's like, Luke. And he goes, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not meant to hear Carrie. They they keep trying to I overlay never noticed sound. It. But if you pay attention, it, he's saying Carrie. I mean, you there's no way that you can't hear it now. Yeah, I but think yeah. about that all the time now. I mean, obviously, you're supposed to be so caught up in the moment. Like, wow, he just destroyed the Death Star. Like, the Empire is in shambles. He's going to be a Jedi. You're just, like, so excited for him. And they're all together. You just don't notice it. Which, good on their part, we didn't notice it at all. <laughs> but, yeah. And now we I do. guess now we can move on to... Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. We're just doing some brief little reviews. Yeah. You guys just know the story. And tidbits. And if you don't know the story, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> um, Return of the Jedi was really cool. I think for me. I, I think it was a perfect... It was a very good... It was a great ending. ending. It was so satisfying. Yes. Everything... There's not... They didn't... Give us too much information on, like, well, what's going to come of them next? It was just very happy. It was one big party. <laughs> yeah. And this is something where you see the continuation of events. So a new Ho the jump between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back was a completely different story. You didn't know what Empire Strikes Back was really going to be about. Mm -hmm. But now in Return of the Jedi, even though there is a time gap of, like, I think, like, two years yeah three no not three years <laughs> about a year between a year and two years we're gonna find out but they're still continuing the story and the fact that they need to go save <laughs> that's wrong Solo. <laughs> 30 years that's that's wrong oh that, my gosh what did google I think they, I think they mean in real time <laughs> no real time 30 years <laughs> that wow can't be right no I'm going to stop trying to look this up because I either looked it up incredibly wrong or it's nowhere to be found. But yeah, There's I would say... There's a somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Wikipedia. Not Wikipedia, but Wikipedia. The Star yeah. Wars Library of Knowledge. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, there we go. Sorry, it's small. I can't read anything. Oh, well, Warren's better at technology, just in case y'all were wondering. So, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi are 30... Is that... I think it's a year. Yeah, must be. Because this is on a 10-year scale between them, and it's right yeah. here, and then this is right here. So, it's just about a year, which makes sense because... I also don't think they'd leave Han Solo and Carbonite for two years and just be like, ah, we'll get you later. Yeah, I think one year is kind of like... The perfect amount of time for that, because it obviously affected him. I mean, the first half of the movie, he's pretty much like... He's blind. Oh. He cannot see anything. <laughs> he doesn't want to do anything, which I get. I don't know how he did any of that. He's just 
wandering around blindly like what's going on where because, am i because harrison ford's a great actor <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm sorry Good i just i have to plug him because because he's great yeah he's fantastic um, he's killing it so i think this was was cool in the fact you got to see a female character take on a different identity to go save someone yeah which was badass it always scared me at first i was like who is this person like what are they doing with han solo just this weird bounty hunter herself yeah you don't know if it's like an alien under there under that helmet you're like oh the voice is really distorted and weird i think that's what really threw me off i mean the voice is creepy and yeah and it looks almost like a weird bug the mask too you just see that and you're like this person is not good yeah and i think that's what they were going for too is this mysterious vibe from when you saw the costume mm-hmm. but and then when she she and herself. of course she um she gets him out of carbonite and this is like explaining to him like you have hibernation sickness it'll go away um and he, he's like where am i and because he's been out of it you know he, it's not like he could see where he was going and she says java's palace but it's still this distorted voice uh-huh. and then he says who are you and she takes off the mask, and then you get the love theme playing, and yes. she says, someone who loves you. And then I just swoon, <laughs> and I just cry, <laughs> because they're so it's perfect. Cute. It's definitely a great build-up. Yes. Because you feel like uh, Han in the moment, because you're like, yeah, where am I? Like, what's going on? And then he realizes that it was Leia that came to save him. Uh-huh. You know, it's no longer the guy trying to save the girl anymore. Mm-hmm. It's the girl saving the guy, which is pretty cool. And then when she saves herself later on, they put her in that goddamn bikini oh, God. that oh. she just she said, "Why do I, why?" And I don't I don't even like love her hair in it too. No, just, it's, it's just, just not. a braid. They were like, "Let's." not give her too much of anything let's show all her skin which is just so awkward but i honestly i don't even know if she's wearing underwear (laughs) i mean she didn't in the first film (laughs) that's true because george said there's no underwear in space yeah but it's just a fantastic when as soon as she's able to she chokes jabba in her outfit like these chains that he's put on her she puts on him, gives him a taste of his own medicine, and just kills him. That's just pretty iconic. And that's something <laughs> Carrie Fisher talked about, too, that even though, like, it was that horrible metal bikini, but guess what? She got him back in the end. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yes, I had to wear this terrible yeah. outfit, but... And also, a quote from Carrie Fisher, she said, I didn't realize that when I donned this freaking metal bikini, <laughs> I had signed a contract to look the exact same way. For the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. When she talked to that one guy and he was like, I thought of you every day oh. when I was She's like, young. every day? And he said, well, <laughs> four times a day. And she went, oh, no. I think she told that to Daisy Ridley. And Daisy Ridley was like, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> and, and and also they wanted to know if, if Carrie had given Daisy Ridley any advice for filming. And she said, don't go through the crowd like wildfire. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, don't hook up with everyone, please. But also now now we have an intro of uh, Admiral Akbar. He's a cool dude. Oh, yeah. 
It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> little squid fellow. Oh, yeah. As soon as we saw, like, him and his buddies in Rogue One, I think the entire theater was like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much all of Rogue One. You see a character that you kind of recognize from another film, and you're like, oh, interesting. They're bringing them in, but it's not all about them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, what, what else was so, um, just thinking of things that were unique to Return of the Jedi. I think, oh, actually, costume-wise, this is pretty interesting. Uh, Luke's black jumpsuit that he wears once they're on Endor, it's black. It's zipped up. There's no color. He's emo. It's meant to be like, oh, my God, is he going to join the dark side? You see him, especially in this one scene. I'm looking at a picture right now, but he stands right next to Darth Vader for so and they're both just so behaved too yes, and they're just so stiff so stiff that it's almost like is he becoming him because you see that with han solo i mean darth vader <laughs> i know what i'm saying you see that with darth vader throughout the film he's very stiff but also like he's in something that's very restricting he can't move too too yeah. much but and then, for luke to be acting like that it's like what's gonna happen and then you have the the twist where darth vader ends up saving luke from the emperor yeah and then when luke tries to take vader back on the ship and save him i mean he's dying at this point yeah but you see that luke um his jumpsuit is like zipped open a little bit it kind of they're unzipped yeah it it gets unzipped and there's a flap that folds over kind of like a collar and yeah, it's, it's white right there it's white and that is something um they talked about with the costume designer that uh was meant to show that he's on the light side he yeah. did not turn to the dark side you know it might have seemed that way and that's why his suit was all black but now there's a little hint of light to show he's on the good side yeah let's talk about the forest moon oh the forest moon of endor yeah, endor it's oh the ewoks <laughs> i got to go to the mirror woods actually over the summer where all the redwoods were oh, and i was like that must have been cool i'm on the forest moon of endor this is yeah. uh the speeder bike chase <laughs> i was like that would be hard <laughs> That would be really hard to do. Also, where I was, at least, it was very hilly. Really? Yeah. I I wasn't in the exact filming location because uh, there's... It's a big, it's it's a big area. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very big. Um, I was just at a monument place, but it, I was almost in a valley, kind of. So I was like, yeah, I think going on these speeders would be a little difficult but it's definitely one of the most beautiful planets that they show throughout the film and I think it's such a good way to end it because Mm -hmm. at least for me I see if you look at all the types of climates I feel like a forest is almost homey yeah in a way you have these tall trees to it there's a sense of warmth and there's water there's canopy trees and there's life (laughs) yeah there's a lot of animals that at least like in America you would recognize today like, just deer, squirrels, chipmunks, yeah. the basic things. So to end it there just seems like a warm, like a coming home. Yeah. And there w- I, there was an original plan that George Lucas had to end Return of the Jedi. Other than having it be this big party, it was actually Han and Leia's wedding. Yeah. was the original ending uh-huh. of Return of the Jedi. And keep in mind, Return of the Jedi was called... Revenge of the Jedi at first, and then they changed it to Return of the Jedi. And they just brought it back for the prequel. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Oh, God. It 
it bothers me saying it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the original plan, and I'm like kind of bummed because I mean I think it's great the way the movie worked out. I think it wrapped everything up perfect. There were no questions about anything. The empire was defeated. Um, but seeing the wedding would have been interesting because then you would have seen another kind of ceremony. Yeah, like we had a ceremony in, in a New the Hope first one that was not as formal i mean it was formal but it wasn't like a wedding and this would have been yeah. i want to know what her dress would look like right because <laughs> that's what i want <laughs> i mean she wore that white dress in the first one well yeah it would be really interesting to see because all of her costuming was really beautiful really well done besides the metal bikini <laughs> yeah. and there's a lot of fan art too that people have done of leia in her wedding dress and i think it's kind of interesting just to look at yeah. And see, like, what would she wear? Like, I think what that would, would be, have been really cute. You know, what would be the little things that she'd have with her uh-huh. that could be symbols of, of something else? Could be symbols, symbols of Alderaan or her adopted parents. Yeah. Um, that would so have been really, would have been really cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, also, they, I mean, the Ewoks here are really... I This is probably my favorite as a child because of the Ewoks. Yeah. I thought the Ewoks were fantastic. I love that they think that C-3PO is a god. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just a fun little twist. I think some people don't like the Ewoks because they're like, Star Wars are supposed to be like serious, and then they bring in these cute little like teddy bear, mm-hmm. gibberish talking <laughs> little creatures. But in a sense, they are very serious. I mean, they were gonna cook up our yeah <laughs> characters for a hot minute yeah like and they definitely put a dent in their plans and without them it would have been pretty boring and wouldn't have been able to do much without them there's another good behind the scenes clip of that scene when they're just kind of getting ready to roast han and luke and um they're harrison ford and mark hamler kind of going over their lines and and He's saying, I think we should say it at the same time. So yes, I know um, they're trying to get C-3PO to tell them that he's going to use their magic if they don't do as he says. And Harrison Ford says, we need to say it at the same time. So it goes, tell them. And uh-huh. Carrie Fisher's sitting there and she says, oh, can I say it too? And they look at her and say, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> they both, uh, I think that's such like... I don't know. I think that really shows their friendship. Just kind of boys being boys. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgot what I was going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just oh, think... Well, actually, we see a lot of... Speaking of, like, emotion with Princess Leia, we see a lot more emotion with her in this movie because when she finds out that Luke is her brother yeah. and then realizes that Darth Vader's her father, she's got to, like, take a step back. Yeah, you know? again, coming back with... Alderaan being gone, she's like, wow, my dad really blew my planet up. And, yeah, and she has this moment to herself on the bridge, and she's just kind of like, you know, her thoughts are racing at that point. And Han Solo comes out, and he's like, what's the matter with you? (laughs) (laughs) And she's, like, not in the mood. She's like, look, you haven't had this family drama. I just found the most evil, found out the most evil person in the galaxy is my dad. I need a minute. And he kind of, like, walks away, and he's like, eh, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> and then he's like, mm, maybe I should be nicer. <laughs> um, so is there anything anything else? Return of the Jedi? No. I mean, I th- we go through it pretty quick. But yeah, but I think that covers most of it. I think we it. touched on the most interesting things. Before we wrap up, there's a new trailer coming out tonight. 
oh during God, a football so game excited. for episode nine. So I, I need to make sure I can watch watch this. I don't have any major predictions for episode nine. I'm kind of done with the rumors after going through Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. There were so many rumors. I just remember The Last Jedi had this huge rumor because Adam Driver flew all the way out to, it's called Skellig, the island. He flew all the way out to the island and Daisy really was on the island and so was Mark Hamill and they were like, oh my god, the Knights of Ren are going to be there. There's this huge battle. I read the largest paragraph about like this huge battle that was going to go on between the three of them and then the Knights of Ren and <laughs> they just touched hands. That's it. That was it. They <laughs> That's flew it. <laughs> Adam Driver all the way out to just hold hands with Daisy Ridley. Not even hold hands, like just it the was, fingertips. It was, like, it was barely. like it was like a great like like air could pass through. Both yeah. Of their fingertips. Yes. <laughs> it was nothing. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And so, yeah, whenever I hear rumors, I get a little excited, but then I'm like, I need to see the facts. Like, I heard, I think it was like a week before when The Last Jedi came out, people were like, wow, Ray was holding Kylo Ren's lightsaber. I was like, no, I don't want to hear this. But then I actually saw it. They released like a 30 minute trailer and I was like, or 30 oh second, my God. 30 second <laughs> trailer. They him. just, they just, uh, showed, you know, a um, good quarter of the movie, uh, a 30 second feel. Actually, I think it was just seven seconds of her grabbing the lightsaber and turning it on. And everyone was like, what? And now we're getting that again yeah. with the last few seconds of the first trailer. This, with time, the <laughs> this time I just want to be surprised. I just want, like, I have, I have a go rough, fresh. I have a rough idea of what could happen possibly, but I don't want to read the rumors. I'll watch the trailers and that's it because otherwise I'm like wasting so much energy trying I to figure that. out the plot point and you'll never get the plot point. I think it, I feel that especially because I remember in high school, like I made a Star Wars Tumblr and I found I got <laughs> so much of my news through that. And I still go on it sometimes just because you can find some really great behind the scenes. Oh, photos, there's set some great photos, stuff on Tumblr. Just, oh, yeah. There's some really beautiful fan art as well. But yeah, I think that's where I read the whole thing where there's going to be a huge battle on Skellig and then there were. <laughs> yeah, which are adorable, by the way. Yes. I love them. They're cute. I have a little porg stuffed animal. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm excited for this trailer. It will be, I believe, the final trailer that they're releasing. It is. It's going to be their final trailer. And, which means it's going to be a good two minutes in length, I'm expecting. Gosh, which is a lot oh of content God, to so put excited. in two minutes. And even just the five seconds they gave us where they're all on the Falcon, I was like, yeah. this is what Star Wars is about. We were given this in the first film in the original trilogy. Even in the prequels, like, it was those three always throughout it. But then Poe and Rey literally just met in The Last Jedi, which yeah. is why I'm glad there's, there is a time gap between yes. this one, which I'm very yes, happy about happy because too. a lot of people were upset. I know you weren't, but about the short yeah. time between uh, the first two movies. So I think that'll make sense. So we'll have a better feel on Poe and Ray's relationship at this point. Do they like each other? They seemed friendly, but we both know that Finn and Ray are BFFs yeah. already. But, but also F- Poe and <laughs> Finn are also oh my God, BFFs. Can we Finn's please? Just can we please have can Finn Poe? Can I please have Finn Poe? <laughs> I like, want Finn Poe in episode nine. I mean, John Boyega 
confirmed it, I say, with quotations. He and because he's Oscar Isaac want it. Yes. Like, because so badly. they fully support it, and you I'm glad tell. they do. But it's completely up to JJ now. Yeah. And the rest of the production team to decide if that is where they want to go. Which I'm hoping they do, because that'd be great. And then that contributes to having more diversity in, oh, definitely. in Star Wars also. So now you'd have um, an openly gay couple, which would be, that would be amazing. Amazing. I'm hoping that if they do do it, they don't give, they don't like Mamma Mia it where they're like, oh, they hug. Yeah. So that means they're together. Like, no. <laughs> no. They're, they did. But at Star Wars Celebration this year, they did release a photo of both of them sitting together and it looked like they were talking. I hope they're talking about stuff related to their relationship, because I would love that. <laughs> I don't think Ray needs a significant other, no. but my only thing is that Carrie Fisher kind of promised her one. Did you hear that thing where she was like, "You're gonna get your first space kiss. Every girl gets her f- gets oh, a space yeah, kiss." Oh yeah, she did. So, say and that. I just think that's super cute of her. It is, but, but at I the don't same think time, like she gave Finn a little kiss on the head. And yeah, the and I just, first movie. I don't. I don't think her and Kylo are gonna get together. God, I'm not. If that, I'm not one. I am not one that supports the Raylo thing. I don't want it. Um, it's just too weird. They're just too opposite. At least He's with Han and Leia, there was a reason. Yeah. You know, like, they hated each other so much that they had he to love each other. He straight up tried to kill her. He straight up. Yeah, I mean, they, like, they Kylo... have straight up tried to kill each other. Yeah. They worked together in the last movie. In, but, I mean, even in the first film, I think he's in ways attracted to her because she's so powerful. And she cute. <laughs> but... uh <laughs> I think she's more interested interested in him and the fact that if he if she were able to get him to come to the light side, like come back to his family, everything would be so much smoother. Everything would be easier. Yeah. There wouldn't be so much death and destruction. They will definitely but have to explain why after that big lightsaber battle defeating Snoke why after all of that when they worked together Kylo was just like join me and we're like well yeah then what was that it about? was <laughs> I don't think it was mainly join me in the sense of join the dark side I think it was join me and let's go do whatever we want to and she was just kind of thinking you've made this mess yeah. you've hurt this many people and you don't realize that and I just can't be with someone even if it's just like you know friend partnership acquaintanceship i can't be with someone like that who just destroyed five planets in the first film and i do think what is necessary is yeah. that they do have to be together in order for things to work because that creates a balance especially with palpatine yeah oh, we might need them to work together there's a speculation <laughs> because palpatine is coming back um uncle palpy i call him uncle palpy <laughs> <laughs> little tornado guy um <laughs> he is coming back so if you have this balance that they keep talking about you're gonna need a light side and you're gonna need a dark side which yeah. is ray and kylo i don't think they necessarily need to like each other but they could work together in a sense just for the sake of the whole universe yeah <laughs> just I feel like she needs a one-on-one time with him and be like, you know, 
There's a lot of people in this galaxy, and there's only one you, so suck it up and yeah. do what you gotta do to defeat Palpatine. Hopefully, he's not gonna be a <sighs> pain in the butt, but we'll see. We'll see. One, I, one rumor I want to talk about before we go is uh, the rumor about Harrison Ford coming back. Because I haven't heard this. Yes. The what? He was, he was done. Harrison's done. He's like, I'm he wanted not to be doing Star killed Wars. off in the yes. third he, movie. In the he third movie, like, he wanted to be, wanted he wanted be out be of here. So I did hear this. Don't think I don't think it's true at all. But if it happened, I think it would be really great because apparently he was spotted on set. Don't know what that he means. He could have just been He could have just been chilling. But do you really think Harrison Ford would just fly there just to hang out? He'd have to be paid to do something. I could only see him maybe, like, doing some voice work. Uh, but, yeah. but at but the, the same time, why would he be on set? The ru- yeah, I mean, the rumor is that, this is what I heard, I know it's not going to happen, but if it did, my heart would fly and be great. Um, <laughs> that, you know, you see General Organa now. She's a general. Um, still oh, yeah, kind of is. mourning the loss of Han. Yeah. And uh this time she's kind of like looking out into space and in the window there's like a figure that you see comes up. It looks like he's coming up from behind her but he's really just in the glass. Uh-huh. And it's Han Solo Aww. and he just kind of puts his hand on the glass and then she puts her hand on the glass and I'm like, "Oh god, please. <laughs> please let it happen." That'd be cute. Yeah. Be cute. So we'll we can see. only hope for the best. Yeah. I hope. I mean, I know it's going to bring a lot, this trailer. It's going to address a lot and also not address a lot because it's a trailer. I think they definitely have to. I feel like this happens with most trailers. But in the first trailer they gave us, it's pretty much just eye candy. Here are all the characters in their new outfits in a new place. Yeah, and the never, only thing you're going to hear. The story. Yeah, the only thing that you hear ever is voiceovers, which mm-hmm. the entire time, voiceovers. You don't hear anything, maybe like chewy, screaming, or something. This one, I want to see some character interaction, please. Yes. I want them to actually speak because I think that's just going to. That's what you get in the second trailer, I yeah. think. I think you're going to get a little bit more of a taste of. of what the rise of skywalker is yeah. going to be the first one though was definitely more tear-jerking at it least was. for me because my yes. mom and i both cried when watching that because we were like it's ending like this is the skywalker trilogy this is the final one yeah. and it's just showing all of the films together it's a tear-jerker i was i was upset <laughs> yeah. but i'm also really excited but it's just insane that after this one like Wow, like no more Luke or Leia. It's done. It's It's so sad. It's so sad. Um, So I think with that, we're gonna we're gonna end on that note. Yeah. Um, I think we uh, left a lot of the trilogy at the end and just went towards the sequels. But yeah, uh, that's okay. (laughs) We will definitely cover the sequels in whole when we actually when we return. Yeah. Yeah. When we Um, watch the last one. Yeah. So. Thank you, everyone, for joining us Yes, this week. thank you. Uh, let us know your thoughts on The Rise of Skywalker. Probably, well, once you hear the episode, the trailer will be out. <laughs> yeah. So let us know your thoughts. What do you think is going to happen? We want to hear. 
So tweet us at the Enchanted Pod on Twitter, and you can follow me, Lauren, at L A S H L E Y twenty four Lashley twenty four on Instagram. And you can follow me on Instagram at H A L L E underscore G A R R E T T. All right, so I think that concludes it. Yep. And may the force be with you. 